if you want me to. Oh, we fine. Shit, man. I was uh, I, 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 I didn't even, I hadn't even given any consideration of using Zoom at first, and then I was like, man, I should. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to do StreamYard and all this other shit. And I was like, oh, this other shit is mad complicated. Why I got to do all of that? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was like, I get the same result from using Zoom without all the complications. So let me just do that. Like, the only time I don't like, like, if we was going to do video, I might use StreamYard instead. You know what I'm saying? But, um, like, even realistically, even for video, Zoom is straight if I'm using my computer. Uh, but, like, even I can do it when I'm on the go using the phone, which makes it dope. So, like, if I can't get back home to do the interview, I can just make sure I'm somewhere where I got some privacy, some quiet, you know what I'm saying? I can knock it out wherever I'm at. So, it's all good. Okay. <sighs> yeah. Shit. But, all right, let's get, let's get this thing rocking, man. Let me get, I need to get some energy. I'm a little high. Forgive me. But it's all good. Uh, <laughs> yo, what it is? One, two. You tune in to Panther Politics. I'm your host, Seven the Panther. Y'all already know what it is, man. Nothing but real talk allowed here. And today we got one of the realest talkers I ever met in my life. <laughs> oh, this thing's my man, Dan Status. What's good, family? Uh-oh, you muted, bro. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. There we go. All right, all right. There we go. There we go. All right. Peace, peace, peace. What's good? Oh man, to uh, get up now, the people, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of my listeners is, is on the north. Well, in the beginning, was the northwest starting to spread a little more now, but it's a lot of people in the northwest who may not know who Dan Status is. So, if you want to give them a little, a little background, just to get to let them know who we're dealing with before we even dive into the interview too deep. Oh God, who the ah? Uh, all right, first of all, I'm from uh, the capital of Steeler Nation. Okay, Pittsburgh. So, like, my perspective on hip-hop is a little bit different because Pittsburgh is, uh, we're not East Coast, and we're not West Coast, and believe it or not, we're not Midwest, and we're not South. We're kind of like our own little zone, so you know what I'm saying? So, I've been doing this hip-hop thing since 88, trying to set it straight. Ain't no half-stepping. I'm from that era. Uh, rapper, producer, um, commentator. Just a lover of hip hop. That's it. That's Dan Stass in a nutshell, bro. Man, yeah, and and, I'm, and the the funny thing is, at first I thought you was just a producer, and I was like, oh yeah, Dan Stass, dope. He's a dope man. He's a, he's a great producer. And then I was like, wait, he does what? <laughs> he does other stuff too. Okay, cool. Now I, yeah. I heard some uh some some interesting things about you, bro. Like, and it's crazy because I ain't hear none of them from you. But I heard some interesting things about you. Okay. Um, now, most people who, who have, you know, been paying any attention to hip-hop and the people that pay attention to where people come from would, would probably be familiar with who the two biggest rappers from Pittsburgh are. Um, that being, of course, Wiz Khalifa and Mac Miller. Yeah. So, uh, if I'm not mistaken, now, I heard that you may have done some dealings with those gentlemen prior to them, like, taking off, taking off. All right. Okay, I'm going to keep it 100. Um Wiz only met once. Uh, that was when he was in high school. Taylor Alder days. Okay. okay. Um, like when I was up there, I was with my man, Jasiri X. And, um, Jasiri X, that's your people? Yeah. Yo, that, man, we got to talk. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Nah, see, see, back in the day, me and Jasiri, um, we was te- um, he had a program of uh, teaching hip-hop through schools, right? So I was his engineer guy. So, you know what I'm saying? We went on to all, all different high schools, and that's where I met Wiz Khalifa. But, see, I knew about Wiz long before that when he was known as Wiz Kid. Okay, He was, like, 14, just killing it. All right, so I finally met, you know what I'm saying, this tall, skinny dude, and there was, like, this little cypher, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, he was killing it, you know. And uh, I remember this one dude said, yeah, he ain't never going to be nothing. <laughs> Years later, boom. Now, Mac, I know personally, all right, I met Mac, he was 15 years old. First time I met him was at this joint called, <coughs> excuse me, Moondogs, all right, this little bar out in this uh, little suburb called Blonox, right? So, you know, I'm there, boom, boom, me and my peoples, we see like this little white kid, like, we're like, wait a minute, what is this little white kid doing here, okay? Boom, he gets on stage and we're all blown away. It's like, oh, Okay, 
it was him and his man Beatty because uh, they had this group called the Ill Spoken at the time, right? So talking to him um, and Beatty, you know what I'm saying? Like, truth be told, like a lot of people don't know this, like one of um, Mac's favorite MCs is Big L. Love Big L. Yeah, I heard that before. What's up? You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, he was very, for a 15-year-old dude at that time, he was very astute in hip-hop. Okay, his his hip hop acumen for a 15 year old was like, you sure you 15, dude? He was like about it was like that of a 30 year old. So we'd all go around doing shows. And I used to have him come on stage with me, him and Beatty. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing my set. I just have him on stage with me, you know. And then uh, next thing I knew, uh, you know, uh, I saw him one time on Forbes Ave. Boom, boom. We chopped it up. And then next thing I knew, he's Mac Miller. Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, the last time I saw him was March of 2018. That was before he died, right? And uh, I saw him. I wasn't going to say nothing because I'm like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he's Mac Miller now. He's not easy Mac. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, fuck it. So I rolled up to him. I was like, yo, easy. I didn't call him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like, shit. What up? And then BD came in. And I haven't seen BD in a minute. So, you know, like the ill spoken and styles was, you know, back together again. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, that's dope. Yeah. Man. But I know, I know, I know some people, bro. I know some people, you know. You know, it's crazy because most people would assume that being from Pittsburgh, you would be somewhat, so to speak, out of the loop. But it, it doesn't sound to me like you've had an issue. <laughs> no. You've been doing, uh, you've been making music since 88. How did you start? Did you start with the beats or you started with, with the rock? No, 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 no. I said I've been doing hip-hop since 88. Okay. Back in 88, you know what I'm saying? I was the fresh one. I had, I was doing breakdancing, bro. Okay. Uh. box, you know what I'm saying? Had my little Kangol, okay, you know what I'm saying? I didn't start doing music till like 2000. Okay, but ah. I, was living, I was living the culture though. No doubt. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like, like I said, that all that, all that industry business came later, but now nah, when I say I, I did hip hop in 88, that was, that's when, you know what I'm saying? That's when I caught wind to it. Like this dude named KRS one. No, first I heard run DMC. I was like, what is this? And I heard KRS one. I was like, whoa. Then that was it. I got to give a major salute to KRS when I went on my my first tour ever was opening for him. So that was that was, yeah, salute to KRS one. Um, for that, you know what I'm saying. We won't talk about. Other things, but yeah. So yeah, I mean, like that's dope though. So what made you decide to hit the switch and say, you know what, let me let me give this a shot. As far as as far as the actual making music part. Uh, poetry, the gateway drug, the, the hip hop. <laughs> you already know, yeah. <laughs> so well, I'm writing poems and stuff. And then uh I don't know, it was just like, you know, I'm writing these poems. I'm like, yeah, I could throw this to a beat, boom, boom. So like all like me really starting starting to do this really started from uh, me and my man Kev making mixtapes. All right, we stayed making fresh mixtapes at least once a week, you know what I'm saying, for our whips. And then we start getting instrumentals, and then you know, we got a mic, and we, you know what I'm saying? We got like this little eight track, and you know, then rapping, and then yeah, then I went down the rabbit's hole. Okay, so let me ask you though, did, did it did it did it like um progress from like did it start when y'all got the mic in order? Did it progress from like first just y'all like um almost like uh emceeing the tape itself, like yo, this da da or did it just automatically jump straight to straight to rap? Uh, it's automatically straight to rap. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we didn't do uh, like when we was making our uh, mixtapes. You know what I'm saying? You know, like I said, that was just for the, for our car. You know what I'm saying? So like, we our mixtapes was banging, and people would like uh, they want to buy it from us, or like I've had people steal my mixtapes. Okay. That's a compliment. Absolutely. Hmm? That's a compliment. Yeah, I mean, they just come up and steal. I'm like, okay, great. You know what I'm saying? Family members, friends, you know, it's just like, oh, okay. 
then that led, you know what I'm saying, to rapping. And then rapping led to audio engineering. No, rapping led to production. Then it led to audio engineering. Then that led to, by that time, that's when the internet really kicked in. And that led to everything else. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, it's a progression to this. I can dig it. Now, I know you because we were introduced by MIT John Black. Yes. Um, now, how did you and Black meet each other? That was through D-Lynn, because I met uh-huh. D-Lynn through MySpace. Okay, okay, yeah, D-Lynn, what up, D-Lynn? What's up? Yeah, so through that, then I met Black, then from Black, I met y'all. Yeah, at one point, you <laughs> you was, uh, oh, pardon me, one of the one of the production production hands for on our game entertainment. Um, we had a pretty a pretty strong squad of squad of individuals together down there, man. Like that was kind of crazy. I hate that I that you came to you they met you out of you came out to Carolina be, uh, before I met with them, right? Yes, I did. And I was not there. I was mad as hell. I was like, damn, man, I miss all the good shit. <laughs> <laughs> now I know um, the way that the game has changed. Okay, so what was your first like release? Your first uh, official release? Ooh, what was that? that would have been that was uh, if you want to call it official uh, that was what 2009 studio work I think it was called studio see yeah. I don't even remember the name of it that's how long ago it was but basically <laughs> it was like my first little album uh it was like me it was a, a compilation album me uh, a bunch of other people uh, that was like the first official release. Uh, um, I first uh, released it on SoundClick. Yeah. Wow. Talk about throwback. You said SoundClick. Yeah. <laughs> in a minute. SoundClick, bro. Yeah. You know. And wow. Then, uh, yeah. And from that, uh, just a bunch of stuff just came after that, man. You know, it's just. Um, <laughs> you know, particularly that time of the internet, um, from 2005 to 2012, right? We had all had an opportunity to uh, claim ground on the internet, and we didn't do it because we didn't understand what we had. <laughs> Facts. I can agree with that. Okay. okay. Like the internet is all forms of entertainment into one now during then you know like smartphones wasn't as smart as they are now okay but we all had a pc little laptop but we didn't you know claim ground you know that's when it was the wild wild west now okay it yeah that real estate is all scooped up now bro so now you paying rent (laughs) absolutely absolutely and that's uh that's one place where i always have given uh Joe Budden his props because he definitely claimed his space on the mm-hmm. internet very early on. Um, and a, lo- a lot of us older artists looked at these younger guys and some of the things they were doing on the internet and was like, what are they doing? And, and But now we understand that that's exactly what they were doing. They were claiming their space. And then like many of them still hold those spaces now, even if they uh, are under different names or they still have their pole, their hands on it. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's that's real shit, man. Like, you, <laughs> that's real shit. A lot of people don't even uh, speak on that aspect of it about how the game changed right under our noses, and we and we missed it. And so oh. a lot, of, a lot of us missed it. Yeah, you see, here's the thing, right? Like, see, we're artists, so we think in as an artist. Okay, we don't right. think as business people. Okay, and that's like one of our biggest problems. Okay, remember. You know, we've always been told, do this for the love. You know, we're supposed to do this for the love. And, you know, uh, the harder you work at it, the more you practice, the better you'll get, the better you get. All of a sudden, people will show up. That is the biggest lie ever. 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 You know what I'm saying? You got to think of this like a business because this, I mean, this, you know, what we're doing is part of the music industry, whether we want to admit it or not. This is the music business. Okay. The only difference between us and a major label is money. Other than that, we compete against them all the time. They 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 beat us, you know what I'm saying? 
because they have the resource, they have the financial resources uh, to win. We don't, in theory. True. We don't, you know. I mean, yeah, because we don't have, I don't have the money to, to have my song in all the places that it needs to be to brainwash people into thinking this is a hit. Um, yes. I mean, we see it happen all the time. And it's a song that you're like, this is horrible. How did that happen? Well, that because it's everywhere, because that label can afford to make that song a hit. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely correct. That's, <laughs> man. Okay. <laughs> now, Ada, I, I know you're a pretty well, well-traveled producer, MC. What, what do you, like, if you had to pick one and say, okay, look, I'm going to just drop everything else and this is what I'm going to do. Which one would it be? Uh, become the mogul. I could dig that. I could. Here's why, bro. Uh, okay. Uh, what, what year is this? 2022, right? Back. Okay. So if you got a smartphone in the past three years, hopefully you got one, right? Okay. Basically, you got a mini computer in the phone. And with that mini computer, you can do a lot of things. A lot of people do not understand the power that they possess, man. It's pretty much, we all got a lightsaber, okay? We all got Thor's hammer. We got Batman's utility belt, Green Lantern's ring. Whatever weapon of choice you want, we all got it. That's the problem. We all got it, and none of us really know how to use this, okay? Strategically and how to get where we want to go. So I would become the mogul, uh, meaning like the aggregate, all the talent, uh, and to really put it out there, you know, um, let's see who, who's made the transit magic Johnson. He was a player and moved up, became a GM and yada, yada, that I, that's where I'm at right now. I've transcended, transcended. And I hate saying that like, oh, yeah, I transcended. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like, oh, sis, that one of them hotel niggas. Man. Yeah. He transcended it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, say, hey, hey, look, man, I know about crystals and 85ers, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm down with that, bro. You know. I'm dead. Oh, that's funny. Nah, you dead right, though. I mean, yeah, like, the the funny thing is, and I always, uh, it's funny that you said that, because I keep thinking to myself, I wonder when that moment is going to come, what I'm going to say. You know, I don't think I'm going to rap anymore necessarily i may do a feature here and there maybe even a little ep if i feel like it but i think i want to i was like and I, I have such a hard time walking away from 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 the microphone it's, it's really been difficult for me like I, it's been a couple of times where i was like man fuck this shit but that's because i was frustrated with the business it's never mm-hmm. been about the music it was always my frustration with the business that made me want to quit so I guess the thing I was, I, I mean, because, okay, you said 88, was, you know, you were breakdancers, but you didn't really start, you know, as far as making making music and, and making strides towards releases until like 2000. So mm-hmm. by the time you got to that point of making music, I was like three, three projects in, three projects, two tours, and a mixtape in already. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, Hold on, I was just scribbling my first ride. <laughs> I started early, man. I started early. Like I like I started earlier. Like I picked up the pen at 86. You know what I'm saying? I was mm-hmm. I was and I mean shit, I could barely I, I ain't never had great handwriting. So I'm like <laughs> you know what I mean? But I picked up the pen at 86 and was like, yo, I think I want to do this. Like and at first it was yeah, okay, it's cool. But I started noticing that it wasn't a day going by that I wasn't doing it. And I didn't realize at first that I'm like, I'm big. Like I got big, I'm addicted to this shit. I can't stop. So do, like, do you ever had, like, do you still had a bug and like your, your, your evolution as far as wanting to be the mogul is more, uh, I don't know, more, more of a grown man move as opposed to it necessarily being, a, I don't want to do the artistic side of it. All right, I was talking to Watkins. I was chatting with him earlier. And I still got the itch to make beats. I got the itch. But I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I like I said, like right now, bro, it's it's all about for me getting people 
in a business mindset. Okay. Nobody really is in a business mindset. Okay. Because the one thing um, people don't get when you're an artist, you want to own your material at all costs. Okay. Because you never know what, what this is going to do. This is how you build that generational wealth. This is one aspect of generational wealth is owning your copyright, owning your masters, owning your publishing. Okay. These are key. These are key tools. Okay. Nobody takes none of this seriously. Dude, it's 2022. I'm still arguing with, with people about copywriting your work. Okay. They still want to do a poor man's copyright. Like that does not hold up in court. Okay. Just register your songs. Um, uh, very few people even understand publishing. What that is. Long story short, you're just giving permission to people to play your music in public. That's it. Okay. And you receive a royalty payment from that. Okay. There's a reason why you hear the same song 200 times a day. You remember back when it was only 20 times a day? Now it's 200. Okay. And whoever owns the publishing collects the money. That's why the artist is always the last to get paid because friends, uh, countrymen, they record deal is nothing but an advanced loan. That's all it is. It's yeah. an advanced loan. You might as well go to the bank. Absolutely. You might as well go to a loan shark. They give you better rates. <laughs> you know, it's crazy because I, I actually was just listening to um the latest episode of Joe Budden podcast, and they were talking about Meek Mill's situation uh, over mm-hmm. And basically, he did uh, DC4 and he made he made the mistake of publicly calling it a mixtape, and now they're not counting it towards <laughs> his album count. Then mm-hmm. they're telling him that okay, so that doesn't count towards your album. So you just put out an album. You got one more album left to give us, and we're not going to put it out until next time. You know what I'm saying? We got to give this time to run its course, then we're going to do da 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 da. So I mean, basically now you a hostage to semantics <laughs> because you signed a contract for albums, you released. A, a whole set of original music and made the mistake of calling it a mixtape. So it doesn't count. But the, the bad part about that is nobody, you mean to tell me you around Jay-Z and all these other people and nobody told you that? <laughs> nobody told you. You know what? There, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of shady. Uh, industry rule number 4080 is always shady. Absolutely. Okay, they'll get you on semantics. Okay, he called it a mixtape. He called it that in public. The question is, who really owns the rights to that thing? Okay, so they got him on some trickery. Like, oh, yeah, we can get another album out of it. They know that's an album. Of course. You know, I mean, so it's so like, you know, see, it's that stuff. You know, a lot of artists don't understand. Listen, the business aspect of this is way more in-depth, in advanced than just writing your rhyme, going to the studio, and doing your thing. It's way more advanced. Oh, yeah. That's the easy part. Okay, but understanding uh, the business itself, you're, <laughs> as an artist, you're, you're really not, because if you decide you want to do it, okay, you're not going to do music all the time. But you need to know what's going on and position yourself with people to help you along the way. Can't nobody, whoever said, oh, I did this all myself is fucking lying. They got some help along the way somewhere. Somewhere. Somebody help. Yeah, they answer. For sure. You cannot do this on your own at all. You can no. Somebody, there is somebody helping that person. Some at least one. Oh, yeah. Being very generous with that number. Yeah, I, I, that's a super. That's an extreme generosity that you're paying right there. Because I, I can honestly tell, man, look, you should see the look on people's face when I say to an artist, "Hey, so do you have sound exchange?" And they look at me like I just asked them, "Do you speak Mandarin?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Wait, you don't have okay? Do I need to tell you what that is?" <laughs> because if you're an independent artist, there's a good chance that sound exchange could be a viable, a very viable stream of income for you. Because most of our radio play doesn't come from commercial radio. You know what I'm saying? So, I I don't know, man. It just bugs me out when I think about what people don't know. 
Uh, but, and then even what I don't know <laughs> on top of that, you know what I'm saying? No, and see, that's where dudes get killed. That's why your music career doesn't go anywhere. That's one. There, there's a bunch of different reasons, but when you don't understand that this is a business, you are a business owner. There is no difference between you and Amazon, you and Tesla, you and whatever company uh, you want to put yourself against. Okay. You're a business, okay? Your product may be different, but at the end of the day, it's still a business. So you have to understand certain business um, rules, uh, principles um, to propel yourself to where you want to go with this. And here's another thing. A lot of people don't know where they want to go with this. <coughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's real. That's real. That's why I, <coughs> I often ask people, when they say they want to be successful in the music business, I say, well, what does success look like to you? Mm -hmm. Because everybody concept of success ain't the same thing. You know, it's not. And what I consider successful might be excess to might be excess to somebody and it might be, you know, small beings to another person. But mm -hmm. it's perfect. It's a perfect example of what I consider to be successful. So when I look at, you know, little brother, Somebody might say, oh, man, they didn't. I'd be like, I'd look at that as successful. They, yes. did, they did everything that every rapper who ever picked up a microphone wanted to do. Touring around the world. They put out a, a, a major label release. They, they're known. Their peers respect them. They have respect on every side of it. So ain't that what you wanted? A ain't that why we in it? Like, they did it. <laughs> so, you know, you got to salute that. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm tripping, but it just seemed like <clears throat> it seemed like a dope thing to me. So now I'm gonna ask you a question that I hate to ask people because they usually be like, "Man, I don't know," or you know, I usually uh, or usually the answer is something very uh cliche. But I, I have a feeling that I'm not gonna get a uh that same response from you. So <laughs> okay. Now you have a deep catalog of records that you worked on as a producer, as a, as an MC, um, even in in some cases just overseeing the production of a, of a song. Mm -hmm. If you had this to pick one moment where you said "Aha, <laughs> that's it," like <clears throat> when you knew that you found your sound and that you found and and that was that moment that it hit you, like. Because I, I can almost guarantee it wasn't even when you put your first project out. It was after that. I can almost guarantee it. Only because I know what I've heard of your, uh, as far as your evolution as a producer, even just that I've heard since I first met you up to the, the last stuff I heard you. So what was that moment for you? I haven't found that moment yet. I love it. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's up. I mean, I've evolved over the years, um, but like that, this is a dance status sound. Um, I haven't found it yet, you know, because uh, even when I look at like all the beats I've done, songs, I really don't stay in one note, if you will, or one lane. Um, I come from a musical background. Okay? My dad was a jazz musician. I grew up around music, grew up in the church. Um, I like music, okay? And the cool thing about hip hop is you can take any genre of music and make it into hip hop, all right? Um, hip hop is its own genre in itself. So, you know, within that, I, you know, I always like to play in everybody's little sandbox. So I really haven't found particularly like a sound, okay? There's things I like to do when I make a beat, but like that dance status sound. No, I always, I kind of like to bring it like an outcast album. You don't know what you're going to get. You know you're going to get something good, but you know what you're going to get. You're going to go on a journey. You know what I'm saying? So I'll say, I'll say that much. No doubt. I like that. All right. That, that might be, that might be one of the, the best responses I've ever gotten to that question. And it, I honestly think that it's different um, for for MCs in a sense, if you're if you're just an MC, mm -hmm. at a point at a point you find your flow, 
you know where your, your where your baseline is. You may go up or down, you know, at an occasion, but you find your baseline. I think most most MCs would agree with that. But, homeostasis, bro. Homeostasis. You know exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, that's crazy. Okay. So I mean, as far as the the local scene where you're at out of Pittsburgh, like, is it is it is it? <laughs> okay. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> I almost feel like I shouldn't even ask that. But no, like, no, go ahead. Listen, listen, listen. Okay, I'm going to warn you. You ask this question, you won't get the real. Okay, and, uh, you know, anybody from Pittsburgh who listens to this will either co-sign what I'm saying or they will dispute it. Okay. Uh, but ask your question, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, so as far as the local scene in Pittsburgh, um, as of now, I mean, you know, we know Wiz came out of there. We know Matt came out of there. Um, I mean, there's been a couple, couple other people that made a made a little noise, but as far as the scene locally, you know, born, bred, thriving in Pittsburgh, what does it look like? I like, is it is it growing? Is it prosperous? Is it like I? Because I don't really have a, a ear to the street in Pittsburgh, so I don't know. Like, who's popping? Like, who's doing it? Who's making it do? You know, who's making it move out there? As like, of right now, as I'm talking to you right now, it's uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing with Pittsburgh, okay? Because I've been talking about this recently with you know what I'm saying uh, other people from here. We have no infrastructure, dude. We don't have that one spot or spots where we can okay. First of all, COVID killed a lot of things. Let's just get this out the way, okay? We're still feeling COVID, okay? No doubt. A lot of things down. But even previous before COVID, we really didn't have a spot where we could congregate and do hip-hop. The foundation where people can come, hone their craft, people could come and watch it. The last place we had was the Shadow Lounge, which... Ooh, when did that close? 2013-ish, 2015, somewhere in there. Ever since then, there has been a void in Pittsburgh hip-hop. Pittsburgh hip-hop is talented, okay? Now, I'm going to say this. Yeah, I'm biased because, you know what I'm saying? I, I, rep, I rep hometown. We're talented. We could go against anybody, okay? We can go. You bring your best. We got our best. Okay, we can go. All right. Will we win? Yeah, we'll win a couple games. But we'll lose. We'll, we'll lose a couple games. Okay. But then you gotta ask yourself, with that price tag, do you really want to win? Okay. We got that here. The problem is, we have no infrastructure. Okay. Everybody is a mercenary. Everybody's a free agent. Um, uh, people get clicked up for a hot minute. Uh, there's too many beefs. Which some of these beefs I don't get. Um, you know, that's our problem. We're not, here's the thing. This like, you know, until all our one mentality and to certain people of a certain age, you know where I got that from, is a myth, okay? Humanity doesn't even work on, on that. You just need enough people to create, you know what I'm saying, your community and hold it down. And here we don't have enough to hold a particular community down. Okay. I feel it. I feel so it. that's where we're at. I mean, there's enough to hold a person down, but you know that there's a reason why there's no one because Wiz and Mac, uh, we'll say what, 2009? Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's just make it easy. 2010. It's, uh, 2022. When was the last person you heard from Pittsburgh? Mm. There's a reason. There is a reason. Wow. It's not because of lack of talent. That ain't it. That's wow. That's crazy. And trust me, listen, I, listen, man, I love the bird. I love it. This is my home. 
Okay. Somebody from the outside want to talk crap. Of course I'm going to defend it to a certain point. But then I'm like, you know what I'm saying? You know, uh, once the dust settles, you know, I'm going to talk to the brother and the sister in here like, yeah, we suck. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They've beaten us, yo. What you are know? we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? Oh, that's crazy, man. And it's, it's <clears throat> pardon me, it's, it's wild to me because I, I I've been fortunate to be in places um during the during my hip hop journey that every every place I've been in had a thriving hip hop scene. Mm-hmm. Um and some degree of of infrastructure, even if it wasn't to the degree of having actual major labels present in those areas. Mm-hmm. Um but there was still, you know, a couple of maybe smaller indie labels that was doing a little something or at least a couple of venues where you could go get your shit off, where you might actually get seen by somebody. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I I can definitely tell that that not having those things would would have been would have made shit a whole lot different. Especially, you know, especially if you got a plan but you ain't got no way to execute it because there's See, here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's a lot of little spots here. Who can do it? Okay, but. Due to personal politics, people don't mess with other people. Yada, 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 yada. Okay. We, it can be done here. Okay. I don't, you know, I don't want to paint the picture like there's like no infrastructure. There is infrastructure. It needs capital. That's one thing it needs. Two, it needs to change its, how people perceive it. Um, and, you know, these people uh, who have, like, the things that they could do it, um, you know, sometimes just personal taste. Like, you know, maybe I don't like this person over here because their studio smells like hot cheese. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but there are, there are individuals who can do it here. Okay. We do have the money here. The money's not the problem. Okay, the talent ain't the problem. Some of the biggest problems is the business acumen, and it, that's it. But there's too many egos. Okay, nobody, nobody wants to be the leader. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta. Not only do you gotta have somebody willing to be the leader, but then once that person says, "Hey, okay, I'm gonna do it," you know what I'm saying? Everybody else gotta be willing to allow that person to do it and not get. Because I, I think a lot of a lot of hip hop scenes, especially, suffer from the uh, "I want to be the man" complex, and nobody want to support anyone else enough to get them to that point because they want to be the one. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Well, can't you can't all be the one? Somebody got to choose. You know, mm-hmm. somebody got to make a decision here. Um, that's crazy, man. So I mean, shit, that's why. Do you have a Do you have a favorite project you've done or a favorite? beat that you made or yeah favorite project is um culture freedom now playing on your favorite streaming services dance yeah. status culture freedom favorite beat oh there's a couple of them uh, my favorite beat is new day actually that's a song done by uh marcus j higgins uh you can find that that's now playing on your favorite streaming service too. New Day, uh, featuring Roz. Yeah, that, that's one of my favorite songs. But yeah, that's one of my favorite beats, favorite songs. Favorite project is Culture Freedom. Um, it goes through a little bit of everything in hip hop to the, to a certain degree. I kind of you know, I like that one. Like how I put that one together. See, I like that. I mean, I, I I had some people uh, on that I asked, and they was like, you know, I really don't have, I really don't have a favorite, and I'm like, hmm, okay. I mean, I guess I can see that, but I don't know. I've always been one of them people that I like to rank things. That's just the way my mind works. So <laughs> I was like, I, I put that one at number one right there. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Do you have a particular artist that was like that that? was like a, your bread and butter person to work with. Like, it was just so easy. Oh, you already know who I'm going to say. <laughs> two, I had two. No, not had. Have two. 
One of my man full clip the python from Boston. Yeah. Full clip him. And of course, the one, the only John Black. Yeah, John Black is awesome. Finest. Okay. That's my guy. Yeah, I know. I, I feel awful that it's been a couple of times we were supposed to do something and shit just didn't work out. I don't know. Hey, sometimes uh, it just happens, bro, you know. Yeah, I, I was like, damn it, man. <laughs> when I look back, I'll be like, damn, I put out a lot of music, but I could have put out so much more if I could just. Oh, yeah. To, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes time, timing is just every timing is very important. So, <clears throat> with that said, if you do, you have anything musically that's still to come as of right now while, you, while you're still making your transition? Or are you going to take your foot out the gas? And, Bro, I'm not gonna make no promises, bro. <laughs> like, look, right now, I'm not. I mean, there are a couple beats on the board. There's a couple skeletons. Will I finish them? I don't know. I'm not making any promises. You know, I've retired. I said I've quit, but low key, I'm still collecting samples. I'm still doing. <laughs> doing things like a producer does, you know, I'm just like, yeah, whatever, you know, but uh, nah, like, listen, man, right now, my my focus, okay, is this business side, that is my focus, okay, and particularly social media content, that is my wave right now, okay, you know, um, artists need to get, um, get out of this mindset like you have to be a mysterious artist uh, you know because look dude we're, uh, look I'm 48 years old all right boom I remember back in the day you did not see your favorite artist though like that the, the number one way that you got in touch with them was through their music with oh, the yeah. occasional interview in a magazine and if you got lucky that television interview okay so you really didn't see them so you the way you related to them was literally through their music listening to them every day. We don't live in that era anymore. The way you connect with an artist is social media. That's how you connect with them. Okay. And artists of today need to get that in their head. Your Twitter account, your Instagram account, Facebook, YouTube is now your magazine, is your television network, is your movie studio, is your record label. It's everything rolled into one, and you need to maximize that to build your fan base. Now, true, you are going up against uh, you're going up against the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Lakers, Golden State, whoever's hot in the East. Okay, you're going against the Cowboys, the Patriots, Man U, and the other little soccer team, and pick whatever hockey team you like. That's who you're playing against every day. Okay, that on your favorite little college team, Alabama. I hate Alabama, but oh, the whole SEC. That's what you're going up against every day. Okay. Um, but here's the thing you can win. You can win. There's enough eyeballs, there's enough money out there where, you know, as you said earlier, talking about little brother, right? You can have a career like little brother online. That's a very good career. Absolutely. You can become a megastar. Okay. Um, You know, because we have to think of this like society. In society, you have the rich, middle class, and poor. Okay. That's because actually you do need a middle class because you don't want rich and poor and nothing in the middle. Okay. That leads to some feudal surf business. Okay. No, you need a middle class. Um, Online right now, there is a middle class. Okay. Uh, there's the rich, middle class, and poor. You have to figure out where you want to go, okay, and how to get there. It's kind of like life. You know, uh, you have to put certain aspects of what you want to do in life, what you want to be in life, into your music, okay? Everybody's shooting, you know what I'm saying, to be. Who, who's the hottest rapper right now besides Benny the Butcher? Mm. Uh, geez, I don't know. Maybe a little baby. Okay, everybody want to be a little baby. Okay, that's cool and groovy, but there's other people that you can be. Not everybody should be a damn rapper. 
Not everybody should be a movie uh, music producer. Okay. Yeah. No um, doubt. Okay. Actually, believe it or not, we need more administrative people behind the scenes, you know, to put this together because everybody want to be rapper. Everybody want to be seen. You no, know? some, some people's talents are behind the scenes. Truth be told, that's what the real power is anyway. That person you see up front, okay, I will say this. A lot of that money that they be getting, those are loans, my friends. I'm not going to tell you what type of loans they are, but those are loans. Okay, I mean, yeah, you get endorsement money. Okay, some people do live very well on endorsement money, but a lot of them, oh, they be taking out loans. And then then once uh, their music ain't popping, then they start crying. And so there, there's a reason behind that. Oh, yeah. It's a uh, man. I I love the music. I'll I'll, I'll always love the music. But the music business is it has never been. It, it hasn't been kind. I will say that <laughs> it hasn't been kind. It's been some uh, and and a lot of it though was me learning. You know, what I'm saying some bad decisions on my part. Some of it was people taking advantage of of certain other situations. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, the things that we want to accomplish in the music business are are possible, especially especially now. We have a different kind of power now as artists and as the people around the artists who, are, you know, if you want to be the person who, you know, as you said, if you get the if you get the talent together and make it fly, it's a whole different lane for niggas to do that now as opposed to what it used to be because the internet unbeknownst to us was slowly but surely diminishing the the the, the actual power of the, the big conglomerate the big corporate muscle mm-hmm. uh yeah now you we got a little more juice now because we can get this shit to maybe not just as many eyes but way more than you would than we would have been able to previously you know what I'm saying even as recently as you know the the 90s that every you know everybody see the 90s as that era just imagine if the 90s, those rappers from the 90s could have, instead of being on record labels, were independent like a lot of these people are now and had the internet as their resource. Oh, my God. Man, are wow. you serious? Wow. <laughs> hey, look, man, I'm from that era where you had to get hip-hop at specific time frames during the day. Okay, exactly. So like, a lot of you dudes who can watch hip-hop whenever you feel like it, no, bruh. Okay, I remember... Uh, before the advent of Yo MTV Raps and Rap City, okay, depending where you lived, okay, luckily here in Pittsburgh, we had WPTS, that's Pitt's um, radio station, right? It was Friday and sometimes Saturday nights, but it was particularly Friday nights, starting around about 8, 9 o'clock, you got hip-hop, so you had to be there. Our local urban station, Whammo, didn't even touch hip-hop, all right? Um Okay, so, you know, you had to make the tape of that show. Okay, that was your gateway to hip-hop, okay? Now, you know, I can listen to hip-hop at whenever I want, whoever I want, okay? You know, I remember where you had to take an album and make that thing last, okay, three, four months. Now, okay. album only lasts is how long it is. So, if you got a 45-minute album, yep, you got 45 minutes next. If that, real talk. Yeah. I mean, you you you're fortunate in this era to be somebody to get repeat to get repeat listens. That means you really, you mm-hmm. really, think, you know, what I'm saying you got to do something special to get repeat listens at this juncture. Um, that was a regular thing before because hell, I, like when I bought the purple, yo, check it. We bought the purple tape. Me and my man mm-hmm. dope. We bought the purple tape and smooth the hustler album. I think it was on the same day. We got in the car. We was driving from Winston-Salem, North Carolina to New York. We listened to the Purple Tape all the way to New York. We separated for the weekend once we got there. I was in Brooklyn. He was in Queens. We got back together Sunday to drive back to North Carolina. As soon as we hopped back in the car together, the Purple Tape went back in. <laughs> we go back down the highway, bumping that shit all the way back to North Carolina. But... <clears throat> Even with listening to it all that time, you know how many more times we listen to that album because we don't know when the next Raekwon album coming. We don't know when Ghostface album coming. We don't know when we gonna get this next Wu Tang shit if that's what we fucking with heavy. So we gonna we we knocking this shit, you know what I'm saying? But now 
You know what I'm saying? I, I, I get, boom, I listen to it. And it's even hard for me as a fan of certain artists to go back and re-listen because it's just so much coming at me that I, that I still want to hear. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> hey, you know listen, in many ways, we're blessed, but also, too, we're cursed. Because I feel the same way, dude. <laughs> like, yo, the last time I really banged like that, ooh, I want to say Statue of Limitations by Benny the Butcher and Smoke Dizza. Mm, that was a dope one. And that was the last one I banged real heavy. Benny kind of Benny special. That dude special. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. But yeah, I mean, now it's just a bunch of songs. I mean, now here's the thing. I've been banging old school stuff heavy. Okay. Uh, let's see. The last thing. Okay. The Infamous. I pulled that out. I pulled All We Got Is Us. Red Man's There's a Dark Side. Um, Black Moon's, uh, I mean, Smith & Wesson's The Shining. I pulled them albums out. Mm. I'm banging them. For uh, for personal reasons, but I was I've been banging them, no doubt. Okay, so, you know, um, yeah. So like, uh, oh, and the purple tape, have <laughs> pulled that one out too. Yeah, man. Like it's that's one thing I say to a lot of younger guys that I know are making music, and I'm like, dog, you don't gotta make records the way I make records for me to listen to you. Like I think I think some of that shit, y'all 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 little niggas doing is kind of dope. Um, the only thing I'm saying is this the one thing that the reason why people harp on the 90s and, and that era and that sound is because to this day it's still that sound mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying it's still that like and you can throw it on anywhere and it's still and it's still not you know what I'm saying um, oh man yeah that's just still not so but I mean you, like, but you know what bro like speaking of sounds like people don't understand what a sound is they really don't okay the 90s had a sound okay but within that sound everybody brought individuality into it okay uh in the what we're in the second year of the third decade of the 21st century this era has a sound Okay. Here's the problem with the sound of this era. Everybody sounds the goddamn same. Nobody's being, I wouldn't say nobody is being individual. I'm not, I'm not going, fuck it. I'll use the broad brush. Look, no one is really being the individual as an artist, as a human being, you're an individual. You need to bring that out. Okay. Everybody want to play it safe. Because little baby does it a certain way. So let's follow little baby. No, you have to be the individual within the sound of the time. The 60s had a sound. Am I correct? Okay. True. True. But in that, everybody was different, right? 70s had a sound. Same thing. 80s had a sound. 90s, early 2000s, the 2010s. But see, about like halfway through, uh, the early 2000s, going into the 2010s, everybody starts sounding the same. There's a reason why everybody starts sounding the same. Okay. Because, you know, now people are going for what works. The individual uh, is doesn't always work. Okay. The cookie cutter works easier than the individual. Okay. The cookie cutter is a Big Mac. All right. The individual is a gourmet hamburger. Okay, which is the motherfucker going to pick up first? The Big Mac. Why? Because they're familiar with Big Mac. Even though that gourmet burger, or no, I wouldn't even say gourmet. A homemade burger tastes better, looks better, but because a person's not acclimated to like that look and style of the homemade burger, they're going to get the Big Mac and bitch about the Big Mac. Mm, Why don't you try the other one? Just try it. Yeah, exactly. Open your mind. <laughs> Open your mind. That's all. And that's that's the one thing that I that I've always appreciated about certain artists because when you hear them do interviews or anything, the, the sense that you get from them is damn, I really just I really just want you to listen. 
Mm-hmm. Like even, even if it don't translate into millions and millions of dollars, at least give it a listen. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, damn, you know, I now I now I will say that I have exposed myself to some music that I wish I can't never get the minutes of my life back. And I hate that. But um <laughs> Hey, I've done that with nineties music, bro. Okay, listen, let's keep it one hundred about the nineties. As great as that decade was, there was a lot of bullshit, bro. Sure did. Sure did. Okay. Let's yeah. not hype it up a little too much. Okay, because you know, this current decade that we're going through, this current era, there's a lot of good stuff, bro. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Okay. There, there's a lot of good stuff, but there's a lot of prepackaged garbage that you know they push in front of people. And it and real quick, um, I was talking to my man about this. People don't crate dig. Okay, I'm oh, from man. the era of crate digging. Okay, I'm from that era where you went to the record store. I know you've done this. You bought an album, haven't heard a lick of it. You bought it off the strength of that cover. Absolutely. You took a risk. Yeah. Okay. You knew you it was either or, right? But, you know, we had to go to a record store, you know, find some stuff, talk to people, boom, boom. Now you can dig, as you know, you can get hip-hop anytime. You can dig it anytime. Nobody digs for music. And it's real easy. Oh, yeah. Super easy now. You know? You got to dig and find new art. I mean, there's plenty of... There's a new artist every five milliseconds. <laughs> okay, popping up. You know? <laughs> I mean... Oh, man. <laughs> it is what That's it dope. is. I mean, you don't... Like, look, look, dude. Like, when people ask me, what are you listening to? Okay, I'll tell them broke rappers. That's what I tell them. <laughs> you don't listen to the mainstream stuff? I'm like, no. For what? Well, this is what's on. I'm like, but then, Penny, if I'm talking to a regular person, I always tell them, like, look, I do, I make this. This is my profession. I look at this totally different than you. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I can tell you why you like a song. Okay. You don't even know why you like the song because it's tuned at a certain frequency and a certain harmonics that uh, uh, vibrates in your brain, that's why you like it. Yeah. Okay, it's always put in front of you because you are too lazy um, to go online and search because you say you can't search for nothing, but yet you watch the goofiest TikTok videos of all time. I mean, yeah. let's just call it out. Yeah. And now that shit is... And the crazy part about that is <clears throat> even with what a lot of people recognize now, like, okay, yeah, maybe I can use this TikTok shit to my advantage. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with it a little bit. Like, I ain't really got into it, into it. I, I'm probably going to fuck with it a little more going forward, you know what I'm saying? But, like, the whole thing being, even in TikTok, the wild shit is, like, the, a lot of times the black creators are, are having to make noise because they're being suppressed in the algorithms, but the white, the white kids is copying what they're doing. Is getting pushed uh, the here, here's the thing, bro. That's a yes and no. That's a yes and no. Okay. I don't always prescribe to that narrative. Okay. Uh, studying this thing. See, there's a way that algorithm works. All right. And it's not always racial based. Okay. That algorithm, you just get enough people. That, that algorithm goes by people. Okay, or how much money you put into it. If you catch my drift. <laughs> okay, so a lot of black content creators. Remember, I told you you playing against the Yankees and, and Lakers. Okay, oh, yeah. I'll, they're playing against them sometimes. Okay, that's really it because their white counterparts have more money and resources. Oh, that sounds real familiar in America. Ooh, they got more money and resources. That's just basically it. Okay, a lot of black content creators are actually, I'd be finding them, like, I've never heard, damn, bro. But then, you know, you know, uh, right now on the internet, uh, on many levels, we just have rich and poor, okay? As I said earlier, there is a middle class, there is, but in certain genres, there's either rich or poor, nothing in between, okay? You know, so, you know, remember, I'm from digging, bro. I be digging for stuff. Sometimes I dig and just find stuff. And I wasn't even trying to dig that day. You know, so, like, um, 
Yeah, so, you know, uh, so at, at times, you know, um, I, I will say this for, like, Black creators, uh, pending um, what they're in, what their lane is, yeah, they're going to have more competition at times than others. But they are eating. Don't, don't, you know what I'm saying? Oh, we're not, nigga, you're lying. You're eating good. Maybe not as good as, okay, you're eating um, red lobster food. Okay, maybe you want to eat, I don't know, uh, from Wolfgang Puck, but you ain't there yet. But maybe you eat red lobster. Your man over here eats some beans out the can, bro, and he can't even warm them up. I'm just saying, you got to look at your perspective. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> that's wild, yo. Oh man, that's crazy, yo. The the wildest thing about this whole shit is I I completely geared myself up to talk music with you, and we talk music business more than music. And I, and I'm I mean I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool with that. Okay, that's all you get thing. out of status now is music business. Music, yeah. <laughs> Go check me out, Dance Status, you know what I'm saying? Playing on your favorite streaming platforms. Boom, Dance Status, all one word, D-A-N-S-T-A-T-U-S. Yeah, check me out. <laughs> you said check it out, because that, that might be the last you get of that right now. And that's it. Almost For now, I mean, as of right now, I'm done. Right now, it's Dance Status, the business guy. The business guy. All right, man. Hey, look, I'm I'm gonna be watching because I already know right now you're saying the business guy, and you're gonna do your business thing, but out of nowhere, it's just gonna come flying out the barrel because you can't turn it off. <laughs> you can't turn it off. You hearing that? Uh, like I said, I got some things, but I'm like, no. But seriously, though, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. If I dropped something new. I wouldn't. Uh, but right now, bro, your man's banging the table is like, yo, are y'all trying to eat or what? You want to go to the promised land or what? You know, we're supposed to cross through denial, not drink from it and bathe in it and swim in denial. Okay. No doubt. No doubt. So if you want to become an artist and live off your art, here's a way to do it. You know what I'm saying? You got to put, you got to look at this as a business until then you're going to be where you at disgruntled and whining and complaining. <laughs> and y'all heard it here first <laughs> on Path of Politics. Stat, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. you, brother, most definitely. We're gonna have to talk again. Uh yeah, we would definitely gonna have to talk again because this <laughs> I wanna I wanna know how this progressed from this point because uh yeah, I just wanna see. Just Yo wanna fam, see. seriously, thank you for having me on your show. Oh, no doubt, man. Yo, I can't believe it took this long. Because hold up, like, lately, okay, like, I see you and E um, been doing some stuff. Okay, I got to, like, put all that stuff y'all doing together, and I got to check y'all out. I've been seeing it, but Stat been doing other little things, but I'm like, okay, I see that. I see that. I see that. Because even I got questions, like, how'd y'all meet up, da-da-da-da-da. But I know that's a long process right there, long conversation. Oh, no, nah, man. got to go to work. Nah, really. I mean, um... <laughs> We actually, me and E met battling. We met battling that each other. Surprised me with you. Yeah, we met each other battling. Um, and and I ain't gonna say when, but like it was it was back in the day. We was battling. Um, because one of the radio stations in 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 the area, Power ninety seven, was having a finals for the the, the on air joint that they usually do when they had it at this club. So we battled each other. We made it to the finals and um. He'll tell you I I won because more of my people was in the crowd and the judges couldn't decide, so they let the crowd decide. He'll tell you it was because more of my people was. Guess in the what? Crowd. That's when you lost. <laughs> Don't be mad at me. See, I can talk crap. No, no disrespect to you. It's like, yo, you should have brought more people. <laughs> Don't be mad. Don't be mad, Panther. Man. Oh man. <laughs> See, I'm a Steeler fan, so I know about you know fans. I've seen Steeler fans take over stadiums. I've seen. Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) You a Steelers fan, man? So I mean, 
I mean, okay. what's going on? Long story new era. Roethlisberger's gone. We're in a new era. So I'm as of right now, I ain't saying nothing. I mean, why did he ain't try to get Deshaun though? Uh, you saw what they had to give up to get him? Well, yeah. The yeah. Steelers ain't doing that. Yeah. Okay. I, that yeah. is built for how long Deshaun Watson's contract is. The Browns are going all in. Oh, yeah, they got it because the Baker Mayfield went out and he needs to be gone because he's horrible. Okay. <laughs> now, you know what? Here's the thing. I- I'm going to say this real quick because, like I said, I got to go to work, bro. Yo, yo, we could do some NFL talk. Okay. Boom, boom. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. You think about um, Sometimes people don't reach their potential. It's not because they don't have the potential. It's the situation and the environment they're around. We're bro. talking the Cleveland Browns. Mitch Trubisky came from the Chicago Bears. Okay, think about this over the past 20 years. What have they done? And I'll leave you with that. Hmm. That's true. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. All right. Yeah, we'll definitely have to have a uh, – yeah, I got to bring you back to NFL talk. I'm going to get you, John Black. (laughs) <laughs> oh god that's that's not gonna be a conversation that's gonna be an argument man. that's just gonna be hard. Oh, yeah. i gotta get i gotta get a cowboy fan on back, here so, so i can roast them a little bit Woo. i gotta get a cowboy fan i might get d lynn on get the whole squad oh, yeah. together you know he a 49er so we can see what's popping uh, i mean <laughs> look, see what's look, popping. Look, look that's gonna be an ugly scene okay and of course you know me being the Steeler fan you know i'm gonna get it just cause oh, yeah for sure. I mean, my, my boys, we doing all right. We just got Devontae Adams for Kibbles a bit, so I'm happy. I'm uh, good. You know what? I, I'll say this. If it wasn't for the Steelers, I'd be a Raiders fan. You know what? A lot of Steelers fans tell me that. I could totally see that, too, because if I wasn't a Raiders fan, it's a very good chance that I'd be a Steelers fan. <laughs> very good chance. Absolutely. Good. All right, man, get to work, bro. I'm going to holler at you soon, Stat. Thank you again for being on, fam. I'm going to holler at you. Uh, matter of fact, hey, this dropping the ball, brother. <laughs> so. <laughs> yo, 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 I'm going to drop my number to you uh, in your uh, inbox on, on the gram. So. All right, yeah, definitely. Please do. All right, and yo, and thanks, bro. Thanks, seriously. Hey, no doubt. Hey, be safe out there, family. I'll holler at you soon. All right. One. Peace. <laughs>